Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue through the book of Isaiah and we have chapter 3 in Isaiah is the final oracle, the oracle to Tyre. And this is the final oracle in judgment that comes forth in our judgment section to the nations that are surrounding Jerusalem and Judah. In verse 1, this message came to me concerning Tyre. Wail, you trading ships of Tarshish, for the harbor and houses of Tyre are gone. The rumors you heard in Cyprus are all true. Mourn in silence, you people of the coast, and you you merchants of Sidon. Your traders crossed the sea, sailing over deep waters. They brought you grain from Egypt and harvest from along the Nile. You were the marketplace of the world. But now you are put to shame, city of Sidon, for Tyre, the fortress of the sea, says, Now I am childless, I have no sons or daughters. When Egypt hears the news about Tyre, there will be great sorrow. Send word now to Tarshish, wail, you people who live in distant lands. Is this silent ruin all that is left of your once joyous city? What a long history was yours. Think of all the colonists you sent to distant places. So here we have a declaration of what's to come in the the coming judgment that's that's to come on this area. And he's like, weep and go home. Tyre will be no more. There's going to be nothing left here. So you may as well weep and go home because there's nothing that remains. In verse 8, it continues. Who has brought this disaster on Tyre, that great creator of kingdoms? Her traders were all princes. Her merchants were nobles. The Lord of heaven's armies has done it to destroy your pride and bring low all earth's nobility. Come, people of Tarshish, sweep over the land like the flooding Nile, for Tyre is defenseless. The Lord held out his hand over the sea and shook the kingdoms of the earth. He has spoken out against Phonica, ordering that her fortress be destroyed. He says, Never again will you rejoice, O daughter of Sidon, for you have been crushed. Even if you flee to Cyprus, you will find no rest. Look at the land of Babylonia. The people of that land are gone. The Assyrians have handed Babylon over to the wild animals of the desert. They have built siege ramps against its walls, torn down its palaces, and turned it into a heap of rubble. Will you ships of Tarshish, for your harbor is destroyed. So here we have the explanation of how Tyre was destroyed and who did it and why. And God did it to bring the pride to humble the prideful and to bring forth judgment for the sins of this area. In verse 15, it continues, For 70 years, the length of a king's life, Tyre will be forgotten, but then the city will come back to life, as in the song about the prostitute. Take a harp and walk the streets, you forgotten harlot. Make sweet melody and sing your song, so you will be remembered again. Yes, after 70 years, the Lord will revive Tyre, but she will be no different than she was before. She will again be a prostitute to all kingdoms around the world, but in the end, her profits will be given to the Lord. Her wealth will not be hoarded, but will provide good food and fine clothing for the Lord's priests. And that chapter ends the nation's oracles. And at the the third section there, we have an anticipation for Tyre and Sidon that they're, they're going to be demolished, completely destroyed, and no more for around 70 years, the lifespan of a king. And then they will be rebuilt, but will be no different than before. However, the goods will be given to the priests. And then we continue into chapter 24, starting with verse 1, because we always have a hope mixed in. 
and there is a hope of restoration at the end of this chapter, but it's but there's still going to be sin. There's still going to be um, consequences of sin. There's still going to be judgment because Tyre is not going to change. But then we have chapter 24, which is about the judgment and deliverance, the end of the world, the end times, and the surviving remnant who survives all of these judgments. We just went through all these chapters of judgments and oracles and and hardship that's going to be coming to nations and nations. And then we have the end of the earth. And this compares in contrast to two cities, but... It talks about the the now again. He intertwines the now as far as the not yet. And we are going to see a new Jerusalem that will replace the wicked city and desolation of the earth due to sin and the end of the revelry parties, the end of of the wars and the fighting and the glory given to God even even when there's grief in the earth and there's hardship in the earth, the remnant praise God and give glory to God and they sing to God. And then there's a hopelessness that that comes forth with the destruction of the land and the destruction of these nations and the whole earth shakes and there's nowhere to flee. And then we have the final millennium when Jesus returns and God reigns on Mount Zion, reigns over the cosmos and, and over the angels and, and over the humans and and there's a forever eternal reign with God and the glory of God shines and reigns. So let's go ahead and head into chapter 24, verse 1. Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people. Priests and lay people, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors, none will be spared. The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. So he's like, the end is coming. There is a huge judgment. The end times are coming. The end of the end times. We are in the end times now. They started with Acts chapter 2. But the end of the end times are coming forth and coming more and more closer and more and more near to us. And he says constantly throughout scripture to be prepared and be ready. In verse 4, it continues, The earth mourns and dries up, and the land wastes away and withers. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers for the sins of its people, for they have twisted God's instructions, violated his laws, and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore a curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sin. They are destroyed by fire, and only a few are left. So here we have even, and you can feel it even today, the earth cries out. The earth cries out for our king to come back and just save us all and restore the earth to its glorious creation, the way God intended it to be. And our sin destroys the earth. It's our sin that caused a break in the earth and the destruction of this beautiful earth that God created. But again, we have the hope that there is a few left alive. There's a remnant in the end times when the final, final end times come, the end of the end times and the the tribulation period comes. It's going to be hard. It's going to be rough. And God says to prepare and stand firm in the faith. Hold tight. Cling to God with everything we got. Because there's going to be a few left. There's going to be a remnant. And I desperately want to be a part of that remnant. And I want everyone else around me to be a part of that remnant as well. And to hang tight and cling to God with all we got. In verse 7 it continues. The, the grapevines waste away and there is no new wine. All the merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines are stilled. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of the harp are silent. Gone are the joys of the wine and song. Alcohol drink turns bitter in the mouth. 
The city writhes in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Mobs gather in the streets, crying out for wine. Joy has turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. The city is left in ruins, its gates battered down. Throughout the earth, the story is the same. Only a remnant is left. Like the stray olives left on the tree, or the few grapes left on the vine after the harvest. But all who are left shout and sing for joy. Those in the west praise the Lord's majesty. The eastern lands give glory to the Lord. In the lands beyond the sea, praise the name of the Lord, God of Israel. We hear songs of praise from the ends of the earth, songs that give glory to the righteous one. But my heart is heavy with grief. Weep for me, for I wither away. Deceit still prevails and treachery is everywhere. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot, you people of the earth. Those who flee in terror will fall into a trap, and those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens. The foundations of the earth shake. The earth has broken up. It is utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk. It trembles like a tent in the storm. It falls and will not rise again. For the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. So there's desolation coming to the earth because of sin and all the parties and the drunkenness, and there's there's a devastation that's coming. But in that devastation, again, there's a remnant that rise that rises, and they raise their voice to God and continue to give Him praise. And God continues to use the remnant. God has a plan for the remnant. And I desperately, again, desire all of us to be a part of that remnant. And even though they're in, even in the midst of this desolation, this grief, this horrible, horrible prophetic word that is coming forth about earth and what is com- what is to come even in that we hear we see the glory we see the glimpse of 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 hope we see the glory given to god and the remnant that remains strong that stands firm in their faith they continue to praise god through the storm through the desolation through the horrible terror they praise god they refuse to stop praising god they stand firm in that faith and that's what we should desire in every single thing we face even today when we face hardships and struggles and in valleys through life we can stand firm in faith and sing in glorious praise to god because we know he has us and we know this world is temporary and we have eternity and our eternity is secure with god and we are in his hands and in the hopelessness of the flight and they're trying to flee they're trying to run to see anywhere they can go to try to find safety when the whole earth shakes and there's no place to run there's no place to flee and there's hopelessness but even then there's that remnant that remains strong and stands firm in the faith and gives glory to God and sings praises constantly to our amazing God. In verse 21, In that day the Lord will punish the gods in the heavens and the proud rulers of the nations on earth. They will be rounded up and put in prison. They will be shut up in prison and will finally be punished. Then the glory of the moon will wane and the brightness of the sun will fade. And the Lord of heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion. He will rule in great glory in Jerusalem in the sight of all the leaders of his people. So then God reigns. He takes his throne. Jesus takes the throne forever. And he will reign over the cosmos, over everything, over all of us, over all the angels, over all the heavens. Every, judgment will come. And then when judgment is complete, the Lamb of God will be displayed. And he is the light. He is the light that will shine. And it is the light of Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. And he is the Son. 
He is the light. He is the light of our lives, the light of our world. And God is fierce and just, and He will reign. But He will also reign with mercy and grace. And if you turn to Jesus and give Him your life and submit to Jesus and accept Him as your Lord and Savior, you will be seen as righteous before God, and you will get to bask in the light of Jesus for all eternity. You will be safe and saved forever. We just got to stand firm, hold on to the faith, and sing praises to our God through it all. We'll continue on tomorrow. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day.